0: God, Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer, draw near now. Amen. In the fall of 2000, I enrolled for a course in holistic health counseling. I'd come having made the connection between diet and health while on a personal journey toward fertility. Rodney, my husband, and I were on the baby track, and I toyed enough with the curation of my own dietary needs to want to know more, to fine tune my choices with evidence based information that would empower my present and future. We learned everything. Blending the best of Western thought with Eastern wisdom, we learned that a whole foods diet was where most of us would find a sense of vitality, one long dampened by a subpar subsistence on what they'd call Franken foods. You know the category, highly processed concoctions produced in laboratories, devoid of nutrients and full of chemicals like trans fats, high concentrations of sugar, and unhealthy preservatives. Food we learned had the power to shape and transform our very insides. It affected our emotions and mental state. It satisfied or ignited cravings. Food was medicine, a powerful drug capable of creating balance and disorder. It was deeply connected to cultural memory and feelings of joy, but food was also the cause of much of our disease and discomfort. Food could heal, we learned, but food could also kill. It wasn't long before we were hit with the truth. Beyond platitudes like, you are what you eat, was a question. What's eating you? What what were we looking for? What did we want or need? Binge and compulsive eating, overeating and stress eating were all connected to our emotions and we spent months decoding them by diving into questions about our deepest dreams and desires. This of course unearthed a primal yearning, a yearning for a higher power as the source and satisfaction of that great craving. The ultimate deficiency we learned was in our faith. What we were looking for was God. Food is transformative. We spent hours carefully sourcing and selecting ingredients, planning and preparing meals, but we also talked. We talked a lot. Because food is not what ultimately feeds our hunger, we always wanted more. We always wanted more. A desire for better health set us off in an admirable direction, but the connection we all longed for kept falling off into this void, into this space of what I'll call the great distraction. Like most things in life, food is easily idolized and absolutely commercialized. If we weren't careful, we could leave this place, this program we were in, hungry. Jesus said to the people in the shadow of the great feeding that this kind of food, this perishable food would not sustain them. In today's gospel reading, he reveals himself as the familiar but divine stranger among them, the human son of Mary and Joseph, but also as the eternal son of God. He tells them that what they long for, they have in the moment and for eternity. He says, let your deepest longing be for me. I will satisfy, feed on me. I am, he says, what you need. What will give and sustain life is not the manna of Moses, but the offering of the true bread in the life of Jesus. What will keep you full is your faith, in the miracles, in the signs that point to a living and all powerful God, and Jesus is that sign. But food is not our only distraction. Honestly, while writing the past few days, I got distracted by exfoliating cream, an offer made on Poshmark on something I'd given the universal sign of approval earlier, a heart emoji. And I confess that at least part of me believes that the most delicately crafted three stem sterling, silver flower earrings, whispered my name. Buy me, have me, treat yourself. My social media feed knows what I want. The internet knows my cravings. Its algorithms are locked in and in tune with my heart's desire the part of me that is not easily satisfied it knows about the beautiful dresses and big earrings it knows about my interest in health and wellness and it points me to those things in an as an incessant reminder that no matter what i have or how many things i obtain it will never be enough but john's gospel shares with us this other sign jesus and our God as his source. Jesus is the food. He is our required nourishment and he is why we come while we gather like this on Sundays. We come to be reminded. This text also pushes us to acknowledge a mystical component of faith. Will you believe, it asks. And Jesus presses us for an answer and we get uncomfortable. Jesus won't let us discount the mystery he won't let us get away with a blanket of unbelief whether individually or corporately the command is that we tether ourselves to faith. bring your doubts bring your questions but tether yourself to some form of faith, I am he says the bread of life believe and lean with me into eternity. Well, that's me paraphrasing, but Jesus is trying to help us understand how he moves and works, how he functions in the world. And he uses words like heaven and eternity paired side by side with something we can understand like bread, to make a connection with our humanity, providing providing for us a simple path into the deeper things of God. Deeper still is this drawing that he refers to. We're drawn by God, but only as we allow ourselves to be. This mystical relationship can be enough. It can be enough of everything. Jesus says by faith be siphoned, brought or carried into it. Get into it friends. Saint Augustine said it long ago. Our hearts are restless until they can find rest in him. Yes, bread, as in his work for God sustains life for all those who need it. Yes, bread, he is the bread of life, the nourishment we feed upon. Yes, bread given for the life of the world. It is deep and cosmic and intimate and in all its inconceivable glory, It is what we are to believe and to live into. Jesus drops the mic with statements like these, and he does not back down. Like Moses, he is only doing the work of and always pointing us to God. What's left for us is to taste and see, to believe. This text forces us to go back to rewind and review our explanations of everything. It won't let us intellectualize ourselves or explain our way out of it. So, if we dare believe, then what? How do we do this? We do this by submitting to that life-transforming encounter, by allowing our hearts to be awakened to the fullness of life in Christ, by surrendering and partaking of this perpetual feeding. On Tuesday, we were invited by our neighbors at Fulton Houses to the annual celebration called National Night Out. It's a community building campaign that promotes police and neighborhood camaraderie. A good thing. We were eager to participate and quickly got busy raising funds to support a backpack giveaway. Well, those backpacks were gone in 15 minutes. 15 minutes flat. But beyond that, we had the opportunity to pray with, to celebrate with, to play with our neighbors. We danced, communal dances, like the Cupid Shuffle and the Wobble, the kind of dances that make you rely on your neighbor for the next step, the kind of dances that make you laugh at yourself when you mess up, that make you remember the something more beyond that persistent grasping. And I cannot confirm or deny it, but I wouldn't be surprised if a video surfaces of Christine and I shaking our groove thing to a clear favorite of the day, Bruno Mars. It was so good to remember that our incarnate God is on the dance floor with us, in the sacred and the secular, in the ordinary and extraordinary of life, We remembered the joy of being alive and fed on the presence of God with us on 17th Street and 9th Avenue. I'm convinced that part of the mystery is that sometimes it's just that easy to partake, to find yourself in the middle of all that blessing breaking and sharing. We're wired to want more. That's just true. We want more parishioners, more programs, more money. It's all connected to this sense of insatiable craving that is common to our way of doing life. But we're having conversations here about this kind of thing, about this craving, conversations about what will sustain us, about how we can feed on that good bread, that good food, about what is life-giving and what could be death-dealing. We don't wanna strive. We wanna be drawn by the Father, raised on the last day, taught by God. And that only happens as we press into faith's demand to believe. We keep looking for Jesus in the by and by but I tell you this, Jesus is here among us. Jesus is with us when Norma sings her heart out in the doorway after service. Jesus is here when our plans for just the right color floor tile get delayed. Jesus is with us when our leader says quite vulnerably, that she needs a break. Jesus is with us when we gather for dinner on Thursday nights, and Jesus is with us when we set our minds and hearts to believe for the future, beyond tomorrow, beyond a pandemic, beyond the next thing, whatever it looks like. What are you feeding on? What are you eating? What's eating you? beyond the nutritional demands of the physical body is the craving for food for the soul the satisfaction of our spirits awakening to the presence of god and the beautiful serenity we lean into as we are held and sustained by god's son jesus i am here he says just as much as i am in the 25 million dollar brownstone I am here just as much as I am in the hallways of the projects, in the private and public, in the grand cathedrals and in the school auditoriums. We cannot contain him. He is available to all of us in the same portion. He won't let us relegate him to the silos of our imaginations in the space where dreams go to die because nobody around believes anymore. That won't happen. Jesus is the I am. We're already full on the physical food, the food that cannot satisfy. After the meal, after we've all enjoyed as much as we wanted, what's next? Whether it's keto, paleo, or bulletproof, my classmates and I, learned that the mana of the day or even a miraculous meal on a hill will not satisfy the thing we want that void we feel even with a full belly of nutritionally sound food can only be filled by god as we think more about how we gather and why i'm reminded of the eucharist This weekly feeding centering on the body and blood of Christ. Remember when we couldn't do that together? And we understood, perhaps for the first time, the longing for that kind of communion to know and be fed and sustained by Jesus in the sharing of it. Jesus uses the metaphor of bread to draw us into the deeper world of the spirit telling us that in this ordinary thing, we can consume and experience be changed by even a bit of this soul preserving sustenance, the bread of heaven. Let's not forsake the significance of that sacramental practice. We have right now, at least the bread. When the world is shaking and nothing stands, when our systems and its leaders fall and fail, through loss and heartache, through sickness, and even in death, we long for the eternal. And yet in the middle of uncertainty, Jesus confronts us with the implausible, the inconceivable. Jesus submits for our, for us the declaration of I am. He says it again and again. I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, I am the bread of life. Even if we can't explain or prove it, this mystical way of seeing and understanding of moving and finding our way in the world, this understanding that beyond what exists in this present moment is his presence, and this is what can save us this otherworldly, divine, heavenly presence that exists among us in the here and now is the fullness of God. Jesus given to us by God is not distant or exclusive. He is here in the muck and mess of this world, Emmanuel, God with us. It, this great love, what we feed on by faith, his presence was, is, and will remain. Pause for a moment today just long enough to hear the Spirit speaking to you. Pause for a moment to hear and answer those questions. Don't run away from them. What are you feeding on and why? What are you eating and what is eating you? Is your soul being fed? Know that the bread is given for you for the life of the world. Take a moment to reflect on the goodness of God and open your eyes and heart to his encounter. Take a look around you. Really take a look around you and experience the gift of grace that makes revelation possible and accept it. Receive your portion, take, eat, amen.